0: Hi, this is Dagon One Two Three and welcome to TenchiCast. Hey everybody, it's Dagon One Two Three and welcome to another. Exciting episode of the Tenchi Cast. This Tenchi Cast episode is aptly titled No Need for OVA 3. When it comes to Tenchi, most of the fandom has nothing but fond, sweet memories of Tenchi and the cast doing what they do best. However, to many, and most of Tenchi fandom, there is a black spot that no matter what discussion it comes into, is never, ever good. And that is OVA 3 Tenchimio Ryooki. Almost everyone has one reason or another they don't like the latest iteration of the Tenchi Saga, and that's what this episode is dedicated to. First up, we are going to tackle the story, or the lack thereof, or if you can even call it a story continuation, one of the most derided parts of the OVA, and what is the first thing that pops to your mind when it comes to the story being messed up in OVA3?
1: I would have to say Noike. Noike, I don't don't know. She's just always, to me, been a Mary Sue character, and I've never been able to enjoy her. She just came in really late, and we waited so long for OVA 3, expecting to see a good conclusion to the series, and then instead we get left on a high note, or a low note, and we have Noike as an added girl, but it's like we've already had an established set of people in the household. I didn't really want more people in there, you know? The way she just comes in and takes over everything just kind of pissed me off. It really just didn't jive with me. And if I had to say anything else that made me mad, it was how hard it was trying to reference GXP all the time and that canon because, I don't know, it's just like between all the character mentions and all the pointless side blobs, we never really got to the main heart of the story just talking about Tenshi and the girls, you know?
2: Oh, where do I even begin? Hmm, okay. I'm going to go with, I'm going to start with the Koa, and this one go with Noike to start with. Uh, Secondly, how, you know, OVA3 introduces a whole lot of characters that, you know, weren't even mentioned, you know, like not even hinted at in the first two. Like, you you know, you got a, a, what's her name? Uh, Mashisu and Mahoshi's brother, whatever his name was, I don't really care anymore. And you, ugh. Ooh, it's just awful. I mean, especially that one episode. I forget which one it was, but they kind of went into the to- Tenchi and Tokyo syndrome, where Tenchi just disappeared for most of the episode. We don't even see him. He he has got like maybe five lines in the whole episode. I mean, that, that was that was one of the. Oh okay, I'm done. I can't. I can't. I can't do it.
3: Oh man, that was was made me laugh. Ryoko did. Sorry, but because I totally agree with you there, but. Uh... That wasn't necessarily the first thing that, uh, popped into my head, but, uh, but I do want to kind of continue with what, uh, Akoa was, was touching on was, uh, you know, a- after these first two OAV series and then years, just fandom, uh, waiting for OAB three, we, you know, we, we've gotten to know these characters really well. And, um, and, you know, we all have our favorites and stuff and then, uh, and yeah, we're kind of waiting for uh, for you know a nice conclusion, a nice way to wrap it up. You know, maybe see who Tenchi ends up with. And uh, instead, we're just you know our favorite characters that we've come to adore are just kind of more or less tossed to the side um, to uh, to make room for for all these these new characters that that come out of nowhere. And uh, and quite frankly, just speaking for myself, for the most part, I don't really care about, like, uh, the whole, uh, yeah, Mahoshi's brother, I don't, I don't even remember his name, uh, Noike, yeah, very, very,
2: uh, plain Jane character, pretty boring, um, and,
3: yeah, so, uh, so definitely, yeah, one of the, one of the first things that, that I think of, and, uh, and, yeah, biggest pet peeves is, is just, you only have, like, seven episodes, and, and we're trying to wrap up you know, wrap up for what for us is is a favorite anime of ours, and instead of going into more character development with with our favorite characters, you you bombard us with with these these new characters that was that was something that pet peeved, to say the least.
0: I think one of the the biggest things that I did not like at all about the new Tenchi story was. Kajishima was so busy trying to make Tenchi a God, that he completely screws up the balance of power. Tenchi is apparently, what we've heard, or whatever one is trying to make us believe in the story, is the most powerful being in existence. Yet, he can't do more than the three goddesses can. In fact, his powers never even change. Like, if you look at everything he does in OVA2, and then everything he does in OVA3, the only difference, the only single difference is when he breaks ten dimensions. And the only reason he breaks ten dimensions is because of the counteractor. It's not a single power that he has. It's something that was completely... It was, it was basically a fluke. I mean, it really was. So, you have this really broken sense of the three goddesses can go back in time, they can change time, they can send people back like they did with Z and fix his storyline and yet Tenshi is supposed to be more powerful than them, and yet Tenshi gets trumped by them in almost every way. It's like, I mean, hell, even Z was more powerful than him, and again, Tenshi is put on this pedestal, like, he is the most powerful being in existence. And it's just like, why do that? What point What point did that serve in the story? It didn't change a thing. It just it just made it even more convoluted. Another thing that I want to touch on in the story is, Kachishima completely focuses on the Jirai story the this is what the characters do and not it's all about the characters Tenchi Muyo isn't about the story it's not about Jirai none of that matters people come back to Tenshi Muyo people came back to OVA3 for the characters everybody wanted to see Aika and Ryoko go at it and Tenchi be caught in the middle Sasami off cooking Washu making a crazy invention Mihoshi sleeping or causing someone trouble and none of that happens all of them are pushed to the side for all of kajishima's new characters that were introduced in gxp that were introduced in his tons and tons of novels that only like three people i know in existence have ever read and it it just it completely destroys the feeling of the series and trying to change that part of the story is just ridiculous is it's completely completely ridiculous another thing Which also pertains to the story, is how each of the characters changed and the character's importance.
1: Well, obviously, I like Ryoko the most of the girls, and I'd make that very clear to most people. So, my biggest pet peeve with the whole changing of character archetypes was Ryoko's sudden change from being, you know, the strong willed character that just kind of does whatever the hell she wants and mischievous and all that to suddenly being this complete and utter wuss you know she just melts in front of noike and Irie and everybody else that just suddenly comes in they all just roll all over her like she's nothing and we don't really get to see real ryoko until late in the ova when she suddenly goes and fights you know when she gets ambushed and that's when it's like, oh, cool, Ryoko's being cool again. But the rest of it was just, it kind of pissed me off because Ryoko's, it, you know, Ryoko usually just doesn't care. She'll say something, make somebody blush, or she'll piss them off. And and this time it was like, so she'll say something, then she gets slapped 80 times, and then she just shuts up for the rest of the series and just kind of gives up and it was it was like this really sad transformation i mean that's that's not even factoring the dub yet
2: you know that's just factoring the character changes on the japanese side i kind of look at it basically what Akawa just said you know ryoko she she definitely changes once you know all the new characters start coming in iri noike she starts you know even when, uh, you know, she starts helping around the house, like, that's not a Ryoko. That's not the Ryoko we all know and love. She, she basically lays around the house all day drinking sake, you know? That's the one, that's the character, that's the Ryoko I fell in love with, you know? As far as the other girls, Sasami didn't, I noticed, I thought she didn't really change much. Aika changed a little bit, but not nearly as much as Ryoko. Mahoshi was, uh, well, Mahoshi was Mahoshi.
3: Uh, yeah, I, I thought, um, uh... I thought, you know, kind of, I mean, yeah, like like uh, Ryoko fans said, Mihoshi seemed as as see as ever, and uh, Sasami just kind of went about her merry way cooking, you know, and uh, but uh, but yeah, that, that, that now that uh, Akoa brought it up, was uh, a lot of things in OAV three uh, confused me, frustrated me, uh, but the one thing that that, that angered me was what uh, was just the uh, I, I just would call it the character destruction of, uh, of Ryoko, because because yeah I won't even touch yet on you know the whole uh, the whole dub situation obviously but uh, but but that aside um, yeah I, I remember that being so painfully obvious the way uh, the way yeah you know you, you, she's uh, completely crazy for Tenchi. And then this new girl out of the blue shows up and is saying, you know, basically her and Lady Sato are saying, oh, hey, by the way, she's going to marry Tenchi. Um, uh, the Ryoko I know would be like, um, I don't think so. You know, and there would there would be, uh, be some conflict there. Ryoko would not, uh, the Ryoko I know would not just take that lying down. Uh, so, so yeah, um, that, that was... That was the only major character difference that, that comes to mind right now, and, and that's probably because Ryoko is like my absolutely favorite character uh, from the show, and so I think I was just too traumatized ever that to notice um, to notice the rest of the characters uh, from there on out. But yeah, that was that was. That was traumatizing
0: for me. I mean, obviously Ryoko. I mean, she became a total shell of her former self. But Masaki. Masaki gets turned into a monster for no apparent reason whatsoever. Oh, oh yeah, by the way, that like sweet girl who was like hugging on everybody in episode 13, she helps bring about the end of the universe and is insane. It's like, what? When did this happen? Well, what else was there? Kagato. Kagato is now a transvestite little girl. Why? They didn't they didn't need to be changed like that. Especially Kagato. Like Kagato doesn't play any importance into OVA three whatsoever. The Kagato arc had been completely finished, short of a very, very, like a very vague saying that he told Tenji that the Lighthawk wings had chosen him or something like that. But it's like but Kagato had been done. And then Tenchi goes back in time because Misaki kills her daughter, who's also a god, and then he meets this little girl, who's actually the girl side of Kagato. It's like no, no, that is completely lame. That that is that is that has no substantial meaning in the series whatsoever, and it didn't need to be there. As far as character, as far as like GXP cameo, I think the one of the worst additions to the o v a three cast was Tenyo Tenchi's apparently eighty year old sister i was just I was completely flabbergasted when they revealed that it was like, Oh wait, is that his mother? you know, oh my god they've you know they've been building up this traumatic experience that Tenchi has, and then you know just kidding, he had a sister who looks exactly like dead exactly like his mother.
2: That that was one of the things that you know, I noticed about it. You know, that's the big problem with it is you know they just throw in all the characters. You know, they they obviously explain the history, but you know they never mentioned them before in OVA One or Two, and they're just supposed to. I think he was not mentioned in OVA One or Two. Neither was Lady Seto. Kagato was never mentioned as a girl in the. And I just won't accept it.
3: That was something I maybe I missed here, maybe. Yeah, you know, I'm slower, I understand that, but, like, wasn't his sister supposed, wasn't she, like, actually 80 years old? And then, didn't she call Nobuyuki dad? So, I mean, he can't actually be her dad, can he? Because I thought Nobuyuki, you know, he's just an ordinary Earthling, so he's not old enough to actually, you know, I mean, how does that, I, I never even understood you know let alone how you know frustrating it is that you just throw in this new character and the whole plot twists and all that but but seriously how does that can does anyone know how how does she actually even fit i don't even understand how she can be there
0: well according to the 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 story according Uh, Each Gerion is connected to a tree, is connected to a royal tree. That royal tree gives them, you know, prolonged life. Now, this is one thing that I wanted to get into very much because it, it just, it's like a disease in OVA3 retconning. OVA three retcons the original story in so many different ways, and there's so many continuity errors. It's astounding.
1: There, there were quite a few. I remember I pointed out to you in the past, and they're really frustrating because, like, I don't know. For example, Tenchi's mother. That's one that kind of comes to mind to me the most when I think of it. Is uh, they made such a big deal in the past talking about how Tenchi's so much like his mother, and you know, he's all shy and polite and. Uh, just a nice, kind guy, and then when we finally get to see flashbacks of what his mother was like, she's deranged. She's just this. She she acts like a mental patient that's escaped asylum. It, it's frightening. She draws with marker on her child, and she makes her death into a joke. I mean, I, I don't know
3: about you guys, but that really,
2: really ticked me off. Absolutely unac- unacceptable.
3: Yeah, she was she was Jigglypuff. That that's basically what I. Picked up when I saw her, like Tenchi was like in the hospital for some reason, and she, yeah, and and your your mother draws, you know, a mother draws with Sharpie on her child's face that that just that just screamed Jigglypuff to me, and and quite frankly, I mean, I I thought it was, I mean, you know, it was obviously they're not connected, you know, like the uh, like um, Tenchi's mom from from Universe, but that's kind of you know, kind of the image of her that I had was you know this really loving and you know benevolent and sweet uh, mother figure, and then uh, you know Tenchi's family kind of just plain out tells them, oh, no, actually she was she was actually kind of crazy. So,
0: and you know, looking back at GXP, because every, because I mean this became apparent when we learned about Lady Seto. I didn't realize when I watched GXP that in OVA3, the answer to every single question I had would be answered with, well, Lady Seto made it happen. Well, Lady Seto knew it was going to happen. Well, Lady Seto set it up. It's like, oh yeah, by the way, Katsuhito, Yoshio, has a wife. Has had a wife. Lady Seto knew. It's like, well, gee, when was Lady Seto going to let the rest of Tenchi fandom know? You know? When was she going to let us know that uh Aika?" Was just slightly out of range. To not let her know. So it's like. It's like why? Why? It retcons the story completely. It's like. It makes it seem like. She has complete control over the story. It destroys the pacing of the original. It destroys the credibility of the original. Because it makes it seem. Like a superfluous like quest. And it makes it seem like everything that. You know. Led up to. Aika being on earth. And Yosho leaving. As just this big Like yeah i didn't want to take the throne so but lady seto knew that already
1: i was very frustrated with lady seto's character and i i really agree with you i didn't like how they used her as she was just that loophole to every plot incongruency where they just didn't feel like explaining it is how i felt it's like it's just like oh Noike's is here because lady Se- lady seto said she has to be here or stuff like that and I just don't like how much power she had. She's this because before OVA three, maybe she was in concept, but she hadn't been introduced in anime form. And you can't expect all your viewers to read rare do- dojinshi in Japanese if you don't speak japanese or read japanese so and there's no translations for most of that stuff so you really shouldn't try to tell the story through multiple mediums like that it really just connects the fans and it just kind of it, it threw everybody for a loop because nobody had ever mentioned her before in the anime ever her name hadn't come up it just she was an unknown and then suddenly she's a major major player all out of nowhere seemingly uh yeah i i
3: just uh yeah i you, you know i I guess I just wasn't, you know, a hardcore enough fan to, uh, you know, to learn Japanese and then, you know, read up on all this supporting material, you know, that, uh, that yeah, very few people, uh, even if they know Japanese, you know, uh, have read. So, so yeah, I would, you know, you would think, you know, knowing that, uh, yeah, you, you know, like, like Akoa said, you're, you're dealing with, uh, uh, different mediums and such, but um, which can work. But uh, when you're dealing with an anime, and you have, you know, a pretty good sized you know, uh, English-speaking fan base, and I mean, heck, maybe even, you know, like uh, other languages too. Maybe, you know, maybe you know Spanish dub in the uh, Latino world. But uh, <laughs> but you know, yeah. When I mean, I can understand most of his attention being towards, I guess, you know, the Japanese audience. But, I mean, you know, it, it seems like he just kind of left the English-speaking audience completely in the dark and just kind of, yeah, we'll figure it out, you know. I mean, how are, we, how are we supposed to know all that?
0: One thing that I want to add that, you know, fits with the whole character thing, like Akoa uh, mentioned before with Tenji's mother, There's the part where Katsuhito Nobuyuki and Tenyo are sitting on the table across from Tenchi. Tenchi's irate. He's like, I can't believe that my mother was like this. You're lying to me. I know my real mother. And Katsuhito says the line, you may have thought that was your mother, but this is is who she really was. You have to accept that. And the minute that it happened, I knew that that was Kajishima's way of saying, I know... You guys don't like what I did? Deal with it. And that that really broke that really broke any kind of sympathy or apathy I had for OVA three in any way, shape, or form, or for anyone who supported it. I mean, essentially, you were supporting Kajishima just doing whatever he wants, regardless of the consequences of the story of the characters. And some people will say that you know. That's looking too far into it, but I mean, seriously, did Tenchi's mother have to be named Kione? Are you going to tell me that that's more than a coincidence that Tenchi's mother was finally, after all these years in the OVA line, the canon line, quotations, is named Kyone. I, I find that very hard to believe that Kajishima wasn't trying to make up for the fact that his show, his fandom had developed outside of his, like, little circle. It's like, everybody fell in love with Kyone Makibi. You know, you say Keione, and people think of Mihoshi's partner. And that's another thing. It's like, Noeke wasn't just a Mary Sue to all of the characters. She was Kyone in every, in every sense of her character. I mean, the way that Mihoshi acts around her, the way that Noeke reacts to Mihoshi. It, I mean, literally, if you took Cell's redid them for Kyone and put them on top of Nuike, it would be the same character. Minus, of course, all the Mary Sue parts of it. And on the Mary Sue aspect, even her ship, even her ship was a Mary Sue. Her ship could transform into a physical being and still control the ship. I was like, so you basically just got rid of Ryo-Oki. Ryo became obsolete. Really? You, you even had to make the mass a Mary Sue. That's, that's pathetic. Talk about a giant
3: slap in the face. I, I really like that, uh, that angle that you brought up uh, Dave on with uh, you said that, uh, that line that uh, I, I couldn't remember it specifically, but I, I do remember that scene where, uh, where yeah where they were all telling Tenchi what his mom was really like and this kind of the secret that they were all keeping from him was his mom was, uh, was you know not deserving of being on that pedestal that he uh, put her on. And uh and that I I really like that, that analogy uh of uh Tenchi there and kind of being in denial of that and, and I, I think that, that really suits well um you know, us as the uh the Tenchi fan base saying, you know, no, I, I, I watched the show years ago, I've been a fan for years. I, I know these characters, I I know the story, that that's that's not how it's supposed to go and yet, you know, the the creator, you know, is saying, uh, well, too bad. Uh, yes, it is. It's my show. I can do whatever I want. I can, I can throw in whatever twists, whatever characters I want. So, yeah, it really, really sounded like he was just kind of saying, deal with it.
0: Now that we are approaching about the halfway mark, we're going to, since we've looked on a lot of the Japanese side of things, we're going to take a stab at the English side of things. And obviously, I think I can probably speak for everybody here when I say that the number one reason that this anime didn't survive in the English market among the fans in any way, shape, or form is because Portray Burchard did not reprise her role. I
1: I second that. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, when I got OVA3, it was when I was coming back into Tenchi as a fan, and I I wanted to get my nostalgia trip back and watch the originals that I saw in Toonami. And then I went to go get it, and Funimation had it mislabeled. They they really took advantage of calling it Tenchi Muyo Ryo Oki instead of calling it something OVA3 or something. So it made it really difficult to figure out what it was when I was just coming into it with no knowledge and then i ended up getting it and then when i got the show i'm like this is a bastardization of whatever the old show was like and i just remember saying ryoko doesn't sound like izzy from digimon
3: god it's bad enough that you know i mean for whatever reason that that happened that's the tragedy in and of itself but but uh but the, the choice they made for replacing her why why was it and i I, I, her name escapes me right now, but yeah, that's immediately what I thought. There, there was no—it's like she didn't even try to change her voice. I was like, "Okay, this is am I am I watching Digimon now? What what the hell is
2: going on here?" When I first saw OVA three, you know, it had the beginning, you know, and it, when it first got to like Ryoko's scene where she was waking up, I literally couldn't get past her first two lines. Like, she spoke two lines and I had to shut it off. It was it was just awful. It almost physically hurt to watch it. It was just, ugh, awful.
0: I'm glad that you brought that up, who, and you brought up saying that you don't know what happened. I can almost, without a shadow of a doubt, explain it to you, what exactly happened. Funimation acquired the rights to Tenchi Muyo, or to Tenchi Muyo OVA3 from VAP, who... Is the Japanese uh, licensor of the anime. Anybody who knows me knows that me and Funimation we butt heads a lot because Funimation likes to play. I'm gonna be a cheap ass at the expense of all the fans with Birch Burchard being quiet and not really explaining it. Basic and if Funimation kind of trying to not you know say anything. It was in the dark, but the sp- but obviously there was speculation. Recently, there was uh, Trigon was picked up by Funimation, and they picked up the movie Badlands Rumble. They had the ability, very much the ability, to get every one of the voice actors back. None of them were retired. Jeff Nimoy, Melissa Hernandez, Leah Sargent, all of them, all of them back. But Funimation, being cheap asses. We're trying to haggle them down lower. Now, keep in mind, Funimation is in Texas. Everywhere else in anime that matters is on the West Coast. So you have to fly people out. Jeff Nimoy and Dorothy Elise Fawn were... Yeah, not Melissa. Dorothy Elise Fawn were, were talking to Funimation at the same time. They were trying to get them to get them more money because, you know, Pioneer were no slouches. Pioneer paid them well. And that's why we have such a great dub for Trigon. When Jeff Nimoy asked Funimation to to consider, not, hey, I want you to, to consider the idea of raising them, raising the, how much they were going to get paid, Funimation immediately cut ties with them, cut ties with all three of the original actors, and dubbed it without letting them know. We know this as fact, because... Dorothy Lee's Fauna and Jeff Nimoy came out in public and said it, and Funimation has not said a word against it, saying that that's not what happened. Putting that in perspective of what happened with OVA3, I can almost guarantee you what happened was Petrae Burchard, being an actor of all kinds, said, hey, I would like to be paid as much as I was with Pioneer to come out to Texas. When they couldn't, when she asked about that, I'm sure Funimation were like, derp. And they went right to Mona Marshall, who they got to play Ryoko in OVA three. Now the part that I love about this entire story is during the time. I don't know if any of you guys were, you know, paying attention to that whole thing. Right when it was coming out, you know, when Funimation picked up Tenchi and Tenchi was becoming buzz again, Tenchi or uh, Funimation was making this big deal, like, oh, well, we're working with Mona Marshall, and she's sounding better and better every day, like Ryoko, and the one thing that really killed it for me, that really just to this day is an internal thorn in my side, is when they said that they had a girl, an intern of theirs, who was a hardcore Ryoko fan, and they gave her one of the lines, just like Ryoko fans had mentioned one of the first lines in the dub, and they said that This fan, this intern, couldn't tell the difference. And I was like, you know what, Funimation, don't don't even lie. Don't even lie about something like that. You guys have just become the prime example of why the English adaptation of this anime failed. Because instead of trying to do it for the fans, instead of just like for once in your miserable anime company lives, trying to be a company of the fans, that one line that you like to be so much... You cut out the single most important person in the dove because it was just slightly out of your price range, and that that that's deplorable. That that is such a sad story. That's
3: wow. That uh, wow. That that just man that speaks volumes about uh, about Funimation to me, and not not in a favorable manner. Yeah, man, yeah. Couldn't tell the difference. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, right.
1: Dagon, I also wanted to point out that when they off- made these offers to actors to return, they have said in the past, and it's been confirmed by Dorothy Elias Fawn, that they don't get offered you know, free hotel pay or flight pay. They have to pay their own flight and their own hotel board to come out. So for them it's it's basically a loss for them is what it is because they have to pay for they don't know how long they're going to be down there necessarily and uh then they have to pay their flight i think they have to get open-ended flight usually or just buy it the week before however it is but it they don't they're really cheap about travel and accommodations and they they don't offer to put them up in hotels or anything when they're coming in and uh On top of that, with the lower pay, they really don't have any motivation to come out because it's off their dime, they're away from their family, and they're making less money than they did in the 90s when they did, 90s and early 2000s when they did these shows. So, I mean, for them, it's like, it's a no-brainer. And they love the characters, they want to come back, which makes it even sadder for the fans. That's disgraceful. I mean, you know,
3: not only are they, you know, professional actors and actresses, but, you know... They they played those parts before, especially you know, for the fans, you know, wanting them to reprise those roles. That's wow, paying their own, paying their own travel to get there, and and uh, in their own room and board. That that's that's just sad. That that's wow.
2: That also kind of goes back to something else that you know I I mentioned on the forum. You know, when you have. A formula that not only works but it stands the test of time. You don't change it, and that goes that goes for anime just as well. You know, you you I mean, you just just look at the Tenchi Dub. You got Petraea Birchard, Sherry Lynn, all those great voice actors who basically were the reason we got into Detention. One of the key ones wasn't there. I mean, basically, it just, you just don't change it.
3: If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, I, I hear you there, Ryoko fan. Yeah, and uh, I guess, you know, I, I love all, almost all the characters from from uh, from the series, but uh, yeah, when I first heard Ryoko speak, and that wasn't, it looked like Ryoko, but it wasn't Ryoko, that's when I realized, you know what? Uh, that She was what made the show for me, and when you screw that up, you know i'm not gonna I'm not gonna support Funimation by uh you're not gonna you're not gonna see o a b three uh, d v d on my on my shelf
0: also something else to think about here to put it a little bit even more into perspective and i and I know acoa can you know get can is knows this even more than me or can correct me Funimation is not able to bring people out less than three hundred miles from them in California. But they fly the voice actor of Winry from Fullmetal Alchemist in her home in Italy to the US and pay her room and board and food the entire time that they dub Fullmetal Alchemist. But they can't get three voice actors from the west side of the United States and not pay their board to do a redubbed. I was like, that is... You see, you see now why I just hate Funimation with every fiber of my being, and any time that I hear someone praise them, I just want to smack them?
1: Yep, that was uh, Caitlyn Glass. That's what they did with her. She, I believe she lives in Rome right now. I'm not entirely certain. She moved there a little while ago. And Funimation for Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, for the series, they flew her out from Rome, and I believe it was paid for her room and board. I'm not 100% certain, but I'm pretty sure... Not to mention, they I'm pretty sure they paid her more than she got in uh, the first Full Metal Alchemist. And it was just, to me, it was disgusting that they would consider... Because traveling from Europe to America is far more expensive than traveling from California to Texas. And just the fact that they wouldn't consider getting any of these actors versus her. And I mean, I like Caitlin Glass. She's good. But there's no reason to treat these other actors so crappy when they're pretty much the heads of the show. You know, Petrea Bertrand. you take her out, and it's like taking out Elvis. It's like taking Elvis's show, and it's like Elvis and the Elvis Band, and then it's just the Elvis Band, you know? Yeah, the
3: sole, sole reason for that, I would bet my bottom dollar, you know, why? Because, you know, Full Metal Alchemist is popular. And, uh, I mean, I like, I like Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, but, you know, it's a popular anime, thus it makes money, so I guess that's I guess that is literally all that that it, that matters for Funimation is just uh, it's just money, money, money.
1: Well, and it's so frustrating because they make such a big deal about being a company of the fans for the fans, and then they do something like that for the fans. You think they'd go in and they'd help us out here, and it's just. One-time cost would have gotten them... They would have sold a lot more if they'd actually gotten Ryoko because the reviews wouldn't have been as negative because if you look at the reviews, they're critically panned everywhere. Everywhere they're bad reviews.
0: You know, no offense to Astro Nerd Boy if he ever finds this or anyone who supports Funimation stuff, but they always bring up the point, well, but it sold well. You find me a review, any review that does not take off an entire star, if not 2, in a rating of 5, because Petrae Berger didn't come back. Yeah, it sold well because people went out and thought it was going to be great, and it turned out to be like Revenge of the Sith. It's really sad. It's sad on such a different level, because Tenchi Muyo is so special to people. I mean, in 2000, when Tenchi Muyo first aired on Toonami, it became huge. It became huge everywhere. Anybody I talk to, you know, the, our forum is the is very proof of that that Tenchi still holds a great amount of respect and endearment in people's hearts. I was at a con, uh, I was at Ohio Con last year. There were I was in I was sitting in the line. I was waiting to get my uh, stuff signed for Monica Rial and Brain Palencia, and there were two guys, an older fan, easily ten or twenty years older than me, and there was a guy who was a couple years younger than me. Uh, and they saw my Rio oki shirt, and they're like, oh, hey, man, you know, you love Tenchi. And I'm like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I'm an administrator. I know everything. <laughs> but uh, they were like, did Tenchi ever end? And I was like, well, what do you mean, did it end? Are you talking canon? And they said, you know, yes. And they said, well, it got ruined. Ten- it, it, it's become the very essence of everything it should not have been. Kajishima completely—he—he he lost focus of the story, and when he did that, it was at the expense of all of us, all of the people who wanted to see something special again. And the reviews say it. The reviews everywhere. People are—it's not just mad, but they're—they're they're disappointed. Like it's almost like screw it. You go to the store, vintage Mountain Dew's back. Sorry, you could die at Mountain Dew. Well, what about Throwback? Throwback's not around anymore, man. And it's, I know that's not a very good analogy, but it's just like, it's faded. It's faded for all the wrong reasons. It's faded because the creator couldn't write a decent story to keep it going without it becoming an egocentric info dump. And the English dub made sure that that boat sank. And it's really sad. This, This podcast right here is proof that it still hurts. It still hurts when people talk about it.
3: Yeah, yeah, I mean... Yeah, I mean, you know, there's,
0: there's a lot, there's a lot of anime out there,
3: but, uh, but whenever you know, and and yeah, if you were saying this forum is proof. Uh, whenever you, whenever you run across somebody that uh, that's a Tenchi fan and uh, and you know experienced it back in its heyday, uh, you know. There's, there's just, there's something special about it. And, you know, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just, we were, we were, you know, we, I was thinking, you know, it's kind of, we were that age at that time, but like you said, Dagon, there's, you know, there's a guy 20 years older than you there and a guy a little bit younger than you there. And, you know, all of you, you know, were able to instantly connect because, you know, you shared that uh, some of those good memories and, uh, and yeah, it, it genuinely does hurt. Um, the way we all remember it so fondly. And then, you know, and then train wreck at the
1: end. You know what really saddens me about it is how obvious it was that people just didn't, who were handling it, just didn't care about it. I mean, it just wasn't a big deal to them. It was like, oh, this is another show. We're just going to dub it and put it out. And who gives a shit what the fans think, you know? I mean, who cares that this is going to be in like a nostalgia trip, you know, like a coming full circle thing for them. Who cares? I know it's,
3: it's, it's a classic for Pete's sake. I mean, gosh, sorry, Dagon didn't mean to jump in on you there, but, but yeah, it's just, you know, and, uh, it, it, it seemed like, uh, they just wanted to get Tenchi Muyo done and then move on to, uh, GXP, which I still have yet to watch because I figured if, well, if it's, you know, going after
0: uh, OAB three,
3: then why bother?
0: You know, I think it's very telling when the first series after what I'll call the original saga. You know, Tenchi Forever was the end of the original saga. You know, GXP had twenty six episodes, and that's a lot. I mean, that that's a that's a considerable amount for a series. OVA three. Easily the most important and most anticipated, you know, the one that was supposed to end it all, you know, the one that would rule them all, gets six episodes, and then a year later gets a seventh. And then right afterwards, St. Night's Tale, which is the kind of mostly the spin-off to the OVA line, kind of like how GXP was, not only did it get 13 episodes, but each episode was 50 minutes long. Kajyashima himself went back and rewrote the original story he made for St Night's Tale to fit anime and you look at you look at the huge contrast between like the amount of work that went into g x p the amount of work that went into St Night's Tale. I'll be honest, I loved St Night's Tale to death, but I would have given anything i would I would have given up g x p and St Night's Tale on a heartbeat if it meant that I would get the o v a three that everybody wanted. Because it needed it, it needed the extra attention because it was that important. It needed the extra. We need to make sure that the writing is good. We need to make sure that people will understand. You know, for something that's supposed to be this important, and it was, it was hyped. Everybody talked about it. You know, Funimation jumped on it right when the license was available, and it, it was just, it was just half-assed all around. And hopefully, uh, but there's supposed to be an announcement of another project, and I can only hope. This is this is the last chance the Tenchi gets. If this if this is really going to be the you know another Tenchi project, because OVA three just bad taste, bad taste in your mouth, something that you have to get rid of any way that you can. Yeah,
3: I I had not uh, I had not heard anything uh, of a further project, but uh, but yeah, I guess I'd be willing to give him another shot to uh, yeah get that uh, get that bad taste. Um. I
2: had I had heard an announcement somewhere, but I can't remember where, but. Yeah, if they're willing to, you know, put in extra effort, I'd be willing to, I'd be willing to give them another shot. I would like to see them just do
1: something that could wrap OVA3 up and then move on and just basically go and do what OVA3 was supposed to do again. And the sad thing is that I know they can do it cuz after seeing Saint Saint Knight's Tale, I know Katsushima has it in him. He definitely has the ability to make up a good story and to make something freaking amazing and exciting, he just copped out and got lazy and didn't really s- want to finish Tenchi. He's just like, uh, I'm making money. Why should I do a finish to it? I'll, you know, I'll just kind of half-ass it and do GXP then because I want to do that more right now.
3: Yeah, they should uh, they should do it like, uh, you remember that, uh, not, not the newest uh, Incredible Hulk movie that came out, but there was one that came out before it and it was like it was so bad that that when they made the other Hulk they were like, let's just let's just make this and then, you know, pretend that other one never happened and just let people forget it. <laughs> That'd be nice for them to do with OAV three, just just the mulligan just just just
0: do over. That is a perfect example actually, because Hulk made by I forget his name, it was horrible. It got panned everywhere. And then when the new Hulk came out uh, The Incredible Hulk, it was one of those situations where it was anything other than Hulk by that other guy would have been accepted. And so people's expectations were so low that it blew people out of the water and was generally accepted with many, many positive reviews. Tenshi's in the same boat right now. Like, if Tenshi can, if the new, if this newest project does turn out to be a Tenshi anime, like many of us ante- anticipate it to be, it it could totally like slingshot the sh- it, it could slingshot the series back into not only popularity but out of the hole that it dug itself with its own story. I mean, Roroni Kenshin is getting a new anime. R- when did Roroni Kenshin end? Echo? Like two thousand and three, two
1: thousand and four. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's around the time when the last OVA came so out. So it's
0: like the it's getting another chance. It's like okay. You know, let let's go one more time. Let's forget all of the retcon. Let's forget all of the busy trying to make Tenchi a god, Tenyo, you know, dry trees, dry this, dry that, and let's let's just make Tenchi again. Something that people will say, Hey, I wonder what, you know, Ryoko and Aika are gonna get into this time. You know, I wonder what Mahoshi's gonna blow up again. If you can get that if you can capture that feeling back with people, it it's golden. But you know, only time will tell at this point because OVA three d- couldn't do it. You know.
3: Yeah, I just I I'm hopeful for that,
0: but uh, but I
3: you know I won't uh, I don't know if I can uh, you know uh, hold out uh, too high of expectations because uh, you know already been hurt once so badly from <laughs> from OVA three. It's like I don't want to. I don't want to go through that bad experience again. But, uh, but man, yeah. If they, if if you got the right people behind it that actually gave a darn about about making it, regardless of how popular can we make this, but you know, let's just, you know, wrap it up the way it should be. That would. Oh man, that that'd be that'd be a dream come true.
1: I want to see Noike get like an alien chestburster burster to come out of her, and just everybody just destroy her with like gunfire. <laughs>
3: oh man i don't uh man i don't know who would disagree with you on
2: that echo. <laughs> no ek fan or maybe we, or maybe they could have another tension tokyo syndrome where she'll just disappear like well we won't know what happened to her but she'll be just gone and just
3: yeah nobody would even notice maybe one person would be like wasn't wasn't there another girl here no uh ah, never mind deja vu i guess
0: i think you were thinking of Kione. wink wink all right, guys. Well, it was fantastic doing podcast with you guys today. I want to thank Akoa, RyokaFan21, and who for joining me today. And any last words, guys?
3: I just want to say thank you for having me on, guys. This is my first one. I hope I hope I didn't do too bad. And um, and uh, maybe hopefully sometime we could uh, you know because this was this was kind of a sadder note one you know with uh, bringing up the bad. maybe we could have one where we just uh, you know kind of nostalgic reminisce you know on the good old days
1: I'm kind of thinking that we should do one about universe in the future just because that seems to be one of most people's favorite and I guarantee we all have a lot of good stuff to say about it
0: sounds like a plan
1: oh I would love that
0: universe that'd that'd be awesome man alright Echoa sounds good
1: you know how to end it until next time guys stay gold